Hi, I'm Leve, and you're watching Jazz Is Not What You Think. Hi, Leve. Hi, how are you? I'm wonderful. Nice to have you here. Thanks for joining. I'm very honored to be here. Well, we, we, we feel great to have you on the show. The, uh, I, was, I received a, an email uh, from the Jimmy Kimmel show that showed you performing. Uh, and I, as you had the piano intro going, of course, I, I waited very, very patiently to hear your voice. I wasn't knowing what to expect. And this beautiful voice emanated from you. And the first question I want to ask you is, did you take voice lessons as growing up? Have you worked on singing since you were very young. Where did this all come from? Um, well, thank you so much. That means so much. Thank you. I, um, I started, I didn't start singing. Well, I, I started playing cello when I was very young. I come from a family of classical musicians. So um, I had a lot of formal like classical music training, but not very much singing. I started singing when I was um, like 13. 12 or 13 and um i think just because i had had a lot of cello which is cello is so similar to the human voice like also just very close to my voice um mm -hmm. just like because i have a very low voice i think just something from playing cello like seeped into my singing i took some jazz voice lessons in high school for a year but um Otherwise, it's just been been a lot of listening and and um, uh, like other music education, general music right. education. So, so, correct me if I'm wrong. So you started out, I'm assuming, more as an instrumentalist, multi-instrumentalist, and then singing became incorporated into your repertoire as you started singing songs, writing songs. Yeah, definitely. Because you, you was, reminded me of yeah. of, of a young. Um, before anyone knew who she was, a young Nora Jones who would sit at the piano and play a beautiful piano. And then you'd look at this woman and you're kind of waiting before anyone ever heard her voice. And then she starts singing and you're like, this is so magical. And you're, you said something very interesting. Your voice works with the instruments that you play. And I, I've, I've seen you play uh, piano and guitar and cello. Any other instruments? Um, not yet, not yet. <laughs> you you work you working on the tuba? Um, I'm not working on anything. If I could work on anything, I'd I'd love to play trumpet. Trumpet, but wow! It's such a hard instrument. So. Well, and and as using that as a reference, my assumption is is that uh, you seem to be very fond of Chet Baker, uh, who had this incredibly beautiful. Uh, low, understated voice with this phenomenal trumpet. So, are are, are you the next uh, Chet Baker? <laughs> I don't know if I'm I'm the next Chet Baker. I, I wouldn't go so far as to claim that. Um, I'd I'd like to say I definitely um, connect to him in the way that he was a music like a instrumentalist first, and then kind of you can tell in his singing that he is a trumpet. Like he kind of sings like a trumpet. And I love his like interpretations because they're quite simple, but they also say a lot. So sure. I think in those ways, I really like just with cello instead of trumpet, I, I feel 
you know, connected to him in that way. But I don't know. I, I love his music and I'd love to at least introduce it to a new younger audience. Absolutely. In fact, that's the thing that I find so fascinating about what you do. And that is, you know, I've spent my entire professional career trying to introduce young people to jazz. Uh, easier said than done. But when someone with your talent comes along, it may be easier done. And what I mean by that is that you seem to reach a younger audience playing jazz, not watering it down. And obviously with your TikTok and your social media following, you are clearly reaching an audience that you may have been the first introduction to jazz for them. Yeah, I, um, I, th I hope so. I think so. It seems to be it seems to be that way, which is really, really crazy because I kind of I grew up loving classical music and jazz music and I was definitely a little bit of an oddball for loving it. I think people mm -hmm. respected it, but they just didn't really, you know, want to listen to it themselves. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, but okay. via, I think via TikTok and like social media, it's like I just realized that this generation, um, this younger generation actually does have a palette for this kind of music. They just don't even know it yet. And I think the the best way that I've been able to introduce it is kind of reframe it as something that's not necessarily like jazz music or, or, or whatnot. It's more just like music for a rainy day, you know? Sure. Music sure. that sounds like it comes from like an old movie. I think this is a generation of like dreamers and romanticizers, especially like we've all been so like, a big part of our, you know, integral years of growing up have been spent like under lockdown during the pandemic. So I think we have this innate sense of like wanderlust and stuff. And I think this timeless sound, this nostalgic kind of like jazz sound doesn't sound like it sounds like a time where like we weren't, you know, living in the middle of a pandemic. And but yeah, it's it's been really, really encouraging. It's so fun to be able to yeah. introduce this music to to a young generation. Fun. So, so you, you must have been torn. Your 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 mom was classical and your dad was jazz. So, <laughs> did uh, what kind of influence? Or tell me what was going on in your house and your home uh, when you started to maybe move in one direction or the other, or the the tips that you got from mom or dad, and how that may have molded uh, your style and where you are today. Well, I think. My mother loves jazz as well, and, and she, and the kind of music that I was singing and started to make, she just loved very much. And I think whatever made me happy made her happy. So I think she was really, really happy when I started implementing a lot of, um, a lot of strings and, and whatnot. And, and it's, it's funny because actually for this album that's coming out now, um, uh, which is my debut album, I guess, compared to my EP is actually a lot more like old jazz sounding, old classical sounding. There's like less modern production. It really just, a lot of it sounds like it's from a different era, I guess, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. compared to my EP, which has a little bit more like lo-fi, like modern production and stuff. But it's funny what I found is, sorry, I'm going on a tangent, but it's funny what I found is that my audience, which is, 90% like kids under 21 mm -hmm. they didn't want to hear 
me like sing new sounding stuff like they like the stuff mm-hmm. that performs best is like the stuff that's is the most like classic kind of sounding which is so encouraging wow. and so fun because that's what I enjoy making the most if anything I kind of felt like I maybe needed to modernize a little bit to stay relevant but no nobody wants to hear that so what's old um, is new again and I think you're you're bringing yeah. that to an audience that is 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 being enlightened by the styles that you present and, and in your new album, Everything I Know About Love, the, uh, the use of strings. Tell me about, so when you play at home and you're playing the guitar or cello or violin and you're doing you know, more unplugged sessions, tell me about, uh, it, and I'm, I'm sure you did most of that uh, during your earlier days in, in recording music. Now we're hearing strings we're hearing big performances uh how how do you approach that and and how does that feel to go into the studio and and engage with all these incredible musicians well every every string part in all my old music and all my new music is either played by myself or if there's violin it's my twin sister so it's still all very much just me and i'm quite strict on that because I just, like I said, I sing like I play and I play like I sing. So I like to, you know, control that sound. And then my poor sister, I can kind of be like, no, like (laughs) make it sound more like that, you know, and she won't get too mad at me. So you're playing all the violins in the string sections. I'm playing all the cello and my sister plays all the violin. But actually the cello is such a versatile instrument that a lot of the songs that sound like they have an entire string orchestra it's just a lot of layered cellos. Wow. Wonderful. Like, so, yeah, I would say a majority of the songs. So, wow. it so still feels, are, is it's this a virtual process? Is this a virtual twin or do you actually have a, a twin? I actually have a twin. <laughs> an identical she, twin sister. Identical twin? Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, also, I'm also an identical twin. Really? Um, yes. And we're both really crappy guitar players. Um, so we, we haven't done much record. Actually, we did some recording just for fun and laughs uh, a while back. But um, well, that's wonderful. So your sister's uh, is is she an aspiring a solo artist as well? No, she's just a really talented violinist that has kept her technique up. She's actually she's working in the music industry now, and she's also working as my creative director. So she's like oversees the the entire artistic world and visual world behind my music and project. But, but no, back to the recording progress. I'm sorry, I completely denounced your question. It's very similar to what I was doing just like during lockdown at home, sitting in front of, you know, a camera and recording cello parts and layering them on top of each other. It's exactly the same thing that I do now. I, every time I go into the studio to, um, you know, do vocals, I'll, I bring my cello as well. And I just, we always just make the cello part just on the spot. Wow. And just layer it. Any um, jazz artists that you'd love to perform with? Um, I mean, I just played Newport Jazz um, two weekends ago, and there were so many amazing musicians there that I also sure. like got got to discover for the first time. And I was like seeing them around backstage, and I was like, "Hello." Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Nora Jones is like my idol, so I 
like one of my biggest dreams is to play with her, obviously. Um, Did you say hi to Nora while you were there? I didn't know. Oh, <laughs> I didn't she's, see her backstage. She's so, so really sweet and, and wonderful. Uh, uh, well, hopefully that can happen someday. I mean, she's uh, I mean, she likes she likes collaborating. She's done so much collaboration since her. She's done so many creative ones record. too. It's so cool. I know. Yeah. I saw her. Um, it was Newport, and then like a couple of days later, I saw her at Forest Hills in New York. Um, in the stadium there and i was just like in awe there were like stars and you still eyes. you still didn't introduce yourself to her well I'll i didn't get the opportunity <laughs> I'll, I'll hopefully after this uh show we uh nora will know that you want to reach out to her um well that's wonderful so so what's on the horizon where you're still on your tour i so i'm doing a, a press tour right now i'm in london okay and um I'm I'm going back to LA in a couple of days and I'll mm. rehearse there and I start tour on the 12th of September. Wow. <laughs> well, I expect to hear some really great things about you and from you over the coming years Very and I hope we can stay in touch. And uh, I wish you a lot of good luck and success. Thank Until you. next time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was really lovely. Thanks for being here.